0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: So Sam Aranto the state director for Illinois MUFON, you've heard my wife Marjorie and my son Gar tell the story about what they saw in the pool. What would your questions be after hearing that something flew overhead as close as 300 feet uh, and f- appeared to be flying in between buildings in Chicago? I think the
2: important thing here is both people, both witnesses, you have two two sets of eyes. And I'm curious to find out, was there any reaction to anybody else around the pool? Was there anybody else looking at it? I'm curious.
0: Well, that was the strange thing to me. We were the only ones out there. And so it was just the two of us. And it was odd how it was just us. Because we were... Not freaking out. I just was, we were sort of mesmerized by it.
1: Well, you kind of there freaked out been... when you called me on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were, were like, I've in. never had seeing a UFO on my bucket list, but I'm going to put it on my bucket list and cross <laughs> it off. That was amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there. there you go. Yeah, there that makes right sense. There? It, yeah, the funny thing is a small percentage of people, very small percentage of people, actually do make a report. Now, that increases when you have multiple witnesses, of course, and then it increases more, say, for instance, if you have a flap where something's ongoing and they have a predisposition as to what it was that other people were seeing, then you'll have a larger amount. Your highest percentage would be with the mass sighting where you have a a cross-section of the demographic. Many people are seeing it. And then they there is a higher percentage, probably closer to five percent, um, when it comes to a mass sighting. Now, in your instance, uh, I think I actually have two reports that are relatively similar to what you saw, and, and okay. during September.
1: What do you have?
2: I have two reports. One was further west, and it was seen in the clouds. And then I have another one that does seem to. What you're you're explaining again? Is it does it seem more nebulous uh, if you were to describe it?
1: Nebulous, Uh, meaning the shape of it? Yes,
2: like it's uh,
3: changing, and that uh, was that. What what would you say? Weirdest part? Yeah, exactly. That it it was Mm -hmm. the sort of um, changing nature of its movement. But also its ability to keep its consistent direction. So it was, it was like that its actions were pro- propelling it, um, but it, it still had that sort of fluidity to it.
1: They, they, they described it both immediately as like a jellyfish. Yeah, I remember it was that.
0: Like, it was like how you would, well, it's like how we've all seen when we see bioluminescent animals move through the sea. It seemed to be swimming, to me, in that way, in that sort of fluid way.
2: Now, the first thing I think is what sort of material can can give that type of effect. And immediately, I think the two of you already thought of it or came up with it, and that would be something like a cellophane or a plastic that is highly reflective. Um, And you can get uplift between buildings. I think you may have covered that in, in your in your actual thought process, didn't you?
0: Well what was weird about it and and Gar I'd be curious if you felt the same way, was that that sense of, of um of transparency to it and the light as well. And that's why it didn't seem like a like a piece of trash. Yeah. It just didn't move that way
1: uh if i can interject uh dennis carlin my friend dennis carlin asks was it silent did you hear anything
3: did not did not hear anything um and that was that was also just you know it was you, you heard all the city noises but then this was just sort of silently peacefully moving through um the weirder part about the light, the light that it was emitting, or or it felt like it was emitting, um, was that nearby there is a, a significant building, um, and let's just say that building emits its own light, um, and and so in in sort of my thought process, it wasn't capturing that light, so. Um, and that would have been maybe a, a better example of it being highly reflective and therefore reflecting that, um, that source. Um, but the fact that it was almost defying that, that light source for its own um, was, was fairly significant.
2: And again, you were saying it was approximately 10 feet, you feel, if you were to say, because you have buildings there and you know window size. Right. And,
3: and, right. Yeah, and yeah. that's why. I mean, because of just its proximity to the other buildings as well as yeah. uh, to us, I could I could sort of approximate it on the windows and what I felt like it would be if I was closer to it. Yeah, uh, that's pretty big. Um,
2: yet it's not monstrous. You know, it's not outside the scope of something that can be uh, taken uh, aloft with an uplift between buildings. So that would be my first... Element that I have to eliminate or try to eliminate as far as uh, anything like that. The other thing is, I'm hoping you would always hope to s- secure another vantage point of a of another witness and and get a report. So I was wondering if you'd be so kind as submit a report, which always is everything remains uh, anonymous with us. And I'd like to actually look at it and maybe report, uh, make a report later on uh to your father as far as what we think it is
1: well they're I, not I, anonymous be, anymore <laughs>
3: yeah exactly <laughs> well i'd be honored to do that and I, I hope you know that your son uh campbell um was that was his immediate uh, call to action for me it was like you yeah. have to submit, you this. have to report like, it like yeah <laughs> you have to do it like I, and he sent me he sent me the site um so Good. Um, he was like this needs to be taken seriously. I was like all right, all
1: right. I, I know, I know. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh and I hope you do file the report and then wherever this goes we'll bring in an update uh coming up. Uh but it sure was fun to no longer be the only one in the family who had <laughs> seen something like that. All, although this idea of you know, some people describe these sams as like uh, sky serpents, or yeah. right? There's different yeah. terms for that. What What are the other UFO categorizations that, that show something that's almost a kind of a a snake like kind of UFO? What do they call that?
2: Uh, serpentine, um, S- something along that line. But the jellyfish. Yeah. I've actually had a case out in Arizona. Uh, it was a, looked like a combination of a jellyfish and a crab gentleman uh, had it recorded as it came down
1: towards him
2: very unusual
1: holy smokes
2: and and he he had time missing too and i i said well the thing could have taken you and he says and he says yeah and it's a good thing at least i have it on video
1: yeah really well thank you sweetie and i thank you gar for staying up both of you and uh again my wife so much Marjorie and my son Gar and thank you Sam for being so good with them and thank you uh, if I can because now I feel like oh this went so much longer than I thought so I say thank you to TJ Japcon for being so patient to get on coast to coast uh, but TJ you are, you are um, somebody who has also Uh, seen and recorded UFO activity over the Chicago area, this in the southwest suburb of uh, Tinley Park, among others. But what what did you think of that story as you heard them telling it?
4: I thought it was kind of awesome. And the funny thing is, is the the way uh, they described the color of the lights was pretty much the same that I was seeing uh, when I was uh, viewing the UFO when it came over Tinley Park out of the southwest. We also had the same, like the reddish kind of amber color that you just can't describe. Um, And that's what makes it so interesting is because uh, when you first witness this type of light, this color, um, it's just something that you've never seen before, which makes it so much more interesting.
1: Uh, Sam and TJ work together. And uh, TJ, thank you again for joining us here on Coast to Coast. The famous Tinley Park incident happened about 17, 18 years ago.
2: Yeah, seventeen yes. years. Yes. Uh,
1: so, describe for people who don't know about it. Tinley Park is down. I remember when I was driving to the University of Illinois. I always remember seeing the exit for Tinley Park, like right off I eighty or something like that. But um, so, describe the Tinley Park incident.
4: Well, we were all at a uh, at a black party the um, night It's about two houses really away from um, where I was currently living and uh, around the corner. And my sons were with me and they happened to see the lights first. And they're like, Hey dad, look at UFO at that time. They were around, I think eight or nine years old. Um, I think my, my oldest was 10 at the time. Uh, My youngest was eight or two years difference. And uh, they're like, Hey dad, UFO. And I'm like, yeah, right. I had my back, Turned to the southwest, and they're like, "No, really, Dad, you need to turn around." And my brother-in-law was at that was was with me that night also, and then he saw it, and he goes, "TJ, no, you really do need to turn around and look and see this." And as soon as my as soon as I turned around, my mouth just dropped because here comes here comes three lights um, like in a triangle, uh, just hovering, and it made no noise coming out of the southwest. And it slowly moved, uh, uh, pretty much positioned almost right above us. And it seemed to stop, and then it slowly moved back off to the east. Now I think uh, the ceiling was pretty high that night with cl- with cloud cover, so you really couldn't see any stars because of the cloud cover. Um, and as they uh, as they dissipated, basically to the east, we also noticed that the the wind was out of the east so they were going against the wind which made it even more uncanny so to speak yeah um, and I hit it I, I recorded it all on type I happened to, as it was coming out of the southwest I ran home grabbed the camcorder and uh, started recording as I tried to zoom in on it the camera would not allow me to focus hmm. for some reason you couldn't you couldn't focus it, it kept on recording, and what I recorded right. is um, these r- crazy colors of the red, blue, green, uh, purple. It's crazy,
1: yeah. And the, they, uh, the auto the auto focus on those cameras would have prevented that. That wasn't uh, right. Yeah. I mean that that was at a time when they you it, it, there was pre settings kind of worked right. against you if you were trying to really focus on something specific from too far away like that.
4: Yeah, the, uh, it, it wouldn't focus, but what it did, it, it brought out the colors of this, of maybe the lights rotating. Um, and then later on that night, uh, a single light came through. I would say maybe about 45 minutes to an hour later, this came through a little bit faster. It's kind of like a, what I would call a chaser. And it came through by itself. And moved a little more quickly, a little bit lower too. Quite honestly, uh, and that moved directly from southwest to northeast, and it just dissipated. But as it was coming over, my brother-in-law happened to grab my telescope, and he actually got to zoom in on it. And he huh. said it looked like panels of lights. Interesting. Or panel, uh, glass panels uh, right. that were, and then within the glass panels, it was showing the same colors that I had seen on the on the camcorder. Was the red, and they were just rotating, but not in any any type of pattern.
1: Interesting, and in sharper focus through the the telescope. A little
4: bit sharper focus, yeah. And, and you know, when you play it on a TV and you you look at it, and if you put it in slow motion, it's almost like a plasma effect. Right. It really it looks like it looks like there's some type of energy field that you just you you've never seen that before. <laughs> Yeah. So it, that's, we, what, that's what makes it just so darn interesting.
1: We posted that video on coasttocoastam.com of the Tinley Park incident. I, I think they got the, the date wrong underneath it, lest people think that it was recent. But 17 years ago, still amazing that you got it, and, and your instinct to go get a camera and come back and give it a shot is why we have some sort of record of it. So between you TJ and Sam either of you can answer this question in the end how many people witnessed the the Tinley Park mass UFO sighting
2: I would say it would a not lot. be an underestimate if you said uh, a thousand it could be really I, I would
4: agree, I would, oh, agree. Yes. I would agree not be only because not only because the people in Tinley Park saw it, um, I, it was all of Like how? How couldn't you see it? Let's put it that way.
0: Right. Um, but
4: the surrounding, the surrounding towns around us: Orland, Orland Park, Orland Hills, Lamont, right. New Lenox, Country Club Hills, Oak right. Forest. <laughs> there's there's so many towns that saw this, um, and some of them had video cameras also. And whatever they taped is just a different perspective of what we were looking at uh, when we were kind of like let's <laughs> say I'm not saying ground zero, but you know, it was right when it was right above us, and you know, again, this made no noise. Neither you could hear I, the crickets, you could hear dogs barking in the background.
1: I um, I grew up in Illinois, and um, I, I used to work at uh, WGN in, in Chicago for a, a very brief while. Uh, but when I was there, I, it's funny I haven't heard Lamont or Country Club Hills mentioned, probably in like. 25 yeah. years and there was a girl yeah. on my floor in my dorm from Lamont and I totally forgot about Lamont uh, so they the, it was seen through that whole that kind of uh, southwestern suburban belt right yes. so, yeah okay um, yep. and would you say Sam that of all of the Chicago area mass sightings that's the biggest or would that trip over to Rockford and the mass sighting there
2: I think the both both of them are very unique in this sense. The Tinley Park and both Rockford sightings were not just limited to that geographical area during the time period. And I like to look at a 72-hour time period. Each of those stretched over not just the state, but many states. In fact, the Rockford sighting, we had reports even from the Isle of Man during that time period. Oh, shut
0: up.
1: Really?
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now... um, The the Rockford sighting, and that's 72-hour period each way. Uh, The Aegean Sea, there was a sighting of of the object. Uh, British Columbia, Ohio, Indiana. uh, Illinois, multiple places throughout Illinois. uh, Eventually leading into, all the way being recorded in Melbourne, Australia, uh, I believe it was the 23rd, and we have a 16-hour difference.
4: Yeah, really?
2: Yeah, so in other words, this isn't something that was an isolated incident. It was, uh, it was worldwide.
0: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.